Vanessa and Melissa and today we are going to be talking about the importance of work besties. Mm, very important. But before we get into that, Melissa, what's making you uncomfortable lately? Um, damn it. <laughs> I didn't think of one. <laughs> uh, I am uncomfortable with the fact that my now work besties are no longer my work besties because if you didn't listen to the first episode of this season, I quit my job. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise if you're just jumping into it now. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm uncomfortable because all of my, well, my work besties have been gone, oh. uh, but <laughs> the sadness. Yeah, but I think there's been just some stuff at work that's made me really uncomfortable recently. In terms of when we're talking about work. Yeah. And, like, the people that I have been closest to are now no longer on my team. And so Sad. kind of just, like, slowly I have found myself feeling a little more isolated, which is just, like, not the best. Sad sauce. It is a bit sad sauce, yeah. So that's that's kind of, I think, what inspired this episode today, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, because who's going to get you through your work day if not your work besties? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> where, where should we start? You know, I think for me, uh, the uh, the idea of work besties, because uh, I still have a group chat with yeah. with my work best, the original crew of work yeah. besties, uh, and I, I still tell them what's been happening at work and what's kind of been not going so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though they're not at work with me, they still help me get through my day. And isn't that the definition of a work bestie? It's like... You have besties and best friends and friendships outside of work, yeah. but work besties understand you at a different level than anyone else can because, because they, they have they experienced. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going straight negative. They've suffered or experienced the same environment and working in, yeah, working space as yeah. you. So who else can relate? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a unique type of relation. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think makes you uncomfortable about work that you need work besties (laughs) to rely on? Well, if you work in an environment that is toxic or has a lot of gossip, you know, there's a lot of politics involved and what workplace does not have those little nuances, I think developing or having a work bestie can help you cope and process Mm -hmm. these things because, again, they're like the only people... That, who, who get it yeah. you don't even need to explain some things um because i know that we've shared between the two of us things that are happening at work but i know i could never fully understand what right. you're going through right, right. you know i can only relate to the experiences that i have mm-hmm. that are similar mm-hmm. um but we could never fully 100 percent understand mm-hmm. like a work bestie can i do want to note though that not all people feel like they can have a work bestie whether yeah. they've been burned before or just don't feel comfortable getting that close to their coworkers for X, Y, Z reason, which actually is the phase that I am currently in. Interesting. So right now at work, all of my work besties, like I said, are gone. And now I am on this team and I don't feel like I have a quote unquote, like on my team work bestie or mm-hmm. even really close to on my team work bestie mm-hmm. that I can talk to you. Uh, and I'm happy for, um, so like one of the girls that I'd been working for for years, like we were school leaders together, we were achievement managers together, and now she's gone off and become a principal, which is so happy for her. Mm-hmm. But that was the closest thing that I had then, right, to a work bestie yeah. after my other ones that all departed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like Drake right now, no new friends. No. And I don't want any. 
Yeah. So now I'm in that situation. I'm in that same boat where I feel like I don't want to form relationships with the new team. Yeah, and I feel like maybe some people choose to not have, to develop closeness with other people at their work because of that possibility of getting close to them and then either one of you leaving and that sucking. Yeah. And also some people, you know, it just is easier for them to just come to work, mm-hmm. get the work done, yeah. and go home. Compartmentalize. Yeah. yeah and I do know people like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. And it works. And it works. Sometimes. But I'm not like that. I don't think it works all the time, though. Yeah. And I think that, unfortunately, sometimes for people who, who might benefit from having a work bestie or besties plural – they're just not in the environment in which they can make that happen. Feel comfortable enough to do that. Mm-hmm. For, for To be vulnerable reasons. enough to, like, share those. Or trust the environment. Sure. Them and then that. in jobs where there's really high turnover. Like, how do you do that? I'd or in, like, really large companies, I could see how that could be a, a challenge. challenge. And also maybe in, in the more remote, hybrid type of environment, that could be harder for some people, I could imagine. Yeah. I will say, though, that one of the things that has kept me in my work for so long, I mean, there's many reasons why I do the work that I do, but it's hard. Yeah. And it's increasingly gotten more difficult over the years. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. And especially at the start of this year, I definitely almost quit. There was a moment where I had a conversation. Yeah. And I, I let them know that I needed some time to reevaluate my priorities and uh, think about whether I wanted to continue the work or not. And that was actually because of the situation that I was being put in yeah. in terms of who I would have to potentially work with. Was it making you uncomfortable? It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I just, and I don't have anything against personally anyone at work. Yeah. It's not, it's never personal, yeah. if that makes sense, because I don't know people outside of work unless we've built that relationship, yeah. right? Um, and, and so, but it was just affecting my mental health, and I, I felt very un, unseen, unheard, un, undervalued, mm-hmm. lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I then turned to my work besties. And I was going to say, uh, did you, support, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were very encouraging about the fact that, you know, if I left, that it would be okay. And so that gave me the space I needed to uh, process what was happening yeah. and decide. Mm-hmm. And I will say that because even though they had gone on to doing other things and weren't necessarily in my org anymore, just them knowing some of the people that I was talking about or just knowing the context of the work environment was already so helpful. I was going to say, it, it must have been validating yeah. to be able to have their ears to mm-hmm. listen to what you were going through, even though they're no longer there. Yeah. Again, they still understand the environment that you're in. Yeah, they have that unique perspective on what might be causing me to feel the way that I was feeling. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can relate. Um, yeah, I'm currently, as I mentioned in, in my uncomfortable moment, I'm currently transitioning some work besties to just besties yes um i just the best when they become your normal just regular friends (laughs) it makes me happy but also like i know that when i was leaving (laughs) one of them was like a lot of them were like take me with you can i come with and i'm like my my ship is already leaving like (laughs) literally waving from the bow sorry bye um yeah, and it's been an interesting, again, I've all, it's only been a very short time since I've left, mm-hmm. but even catching up with them yesterday, I just hung out with some with them yesterday, and just hearing some of the things that are happening, and, and them being able to confide in me and what was happening, but also them figuring out this new, this new boundary of me, like, of not wanting to 
dump everything or like giving me some time to adjust. I'm like, no, I, I, I am still here to mm. listen and, and relate. If you need someone to vent to, I'm still here, but they're still trying to figure out. They're like, I don't want to like trauma dump on you and all of that yeah. stuff. So I can see how that could be an interesting <laughs> thing to navigate, but I definitely have relied on them. And that is the reason why I call them. They're, they're my people because there's a lot that I can't really put into words from that place Mm -hmm. and there is just a look that we have to make with each other for what I call you know we call us alumni of this place we're like alumni and so whenever we talk to other alumni we're like huh we have this shared experience that we don't even need to communicate with words and it's nice and comforting in a way but also we joke it's like a trauma bond in a way Mm -hmm. Um, so, but they've definitely helped me through a lot. They've talked me through a lot Mm -hmm. and I've definitely appreciated having developed those relationships. And I, and that's part of what makes me a little bit uncomfortable about this new chapter of me, um, moving to a different, you know, hopefully to a different workplace with Mm -hmm. new people is like, but what about the people, what about the work besties, the OG work besties that I'm leaving behind? But yeah. you never really and leave them behind. how do you form right? new relationships? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't consider myself a person that makes friends super easily, but other people say that I have that ability. Maybe I just don't know it or recognize it, but I'm like, no, no one will replace you guys. I think there's a difference between having the ability to make connections versus choosing to and mm. wanting to. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something that I've been grappling with recently is, is how open am I to the possibility of forming new relationships? Yeah, because trust, people. trust is low for me yeah. on a lot of levels, personally and at work. It's like, once you've proven to me that I can trust you, I'm loyal to you. Yeah. So hard. Um, I'm a stan for you. Is that <laughs> <laughs> It's really chuggy for you to like <laughs> question it. You're gonna have to listen to our episode on Gen Z slang. <laughs> you don't understand where this is coming from. Uh, but uh, but that 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 essence of once we've built this trust together, mm-hmm. it's not something that's easily broken. However, once it's broken, it's broken. F you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're done, so. And it's hard to come back from. And yeah. that's something that I'm I'm trying to to grapple with. You know, is this something that I want to work on, right? Is that a growth area for me? Do I need to be more trustworthy of people or not? Or trusting. Or trusting of people. Because you're a trustworthy person. Yeah, thank you. I try sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, so that essence of, because in order to, uh, to make... A work bestie, a work bestie. You, there is some element you need to of be trust vulnerable. and vulnerability yeah. that has to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I sometimes feel like, at least this is for me, is like uh, trauma bonding is how my work besties. Oh yeah, formed. definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know is you, there a way to get work besties without trauma, or are we just? That's kind of <laughs> what I wanted to ask you about today. <laughs> like, is there a world in which you can positively build relationships with coworkers? And it's not coming from a place of having survived the pits of hell. Right. <laughs> like having gone through the trenches with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the journey to find out. As am I. Yeah. I think, though, that maybe there is. Because there is one woman that I'm working with right now who we've never been directly on a team together. And we're still not really directly on a team together. I've just been working with her on some projects. Mm-hmm. And slowly 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 we are like building a nice relationship and like 
even recently I was able to open up to her about the stuff that happened mm-hmm. in my er, area. area. And, and she kind of opened up to me about her department and mm-hmm. what was happening. And I was like, wait, where are we bonding, are you bonding? right now? <laughs> Am I developing a new work bestie? Interesting. Okay. So maybe you can. Maybe it's possible. But I think it takes a little longer and maybe more intentional effort to make mm-hmm. that kind of a bond mm-hmm. happen. Like you, you have to like try talking to them. Yeah, there have been situations where I, I mostly have developed the work work besties in, within my own department because that's mm-hmm. the most we relate the most interaction, yeah. the most like we relate to each other the most because sure. of the f- the environment that we are always in together. Um, there are other people that I enjoy have enjoyed like speaking to and getting to know through you know interdepartmental exchanges yeah. and and even we have you know we have like little happy hours here and there and mm-hmm. just uh, getting a chance to talk to people outside of my department and I was like and thinking about that and when I did have start having these conversations when I did announce that I was leaving when people started these people interdepartmentally because for a long time I did feel a little siloed yeah. whether it be through the you know, COVID situation where we're all working from home, we're at a hybrid situation, and I don't see people as as often. Yeah. Um, but when I was having these conversations with people, I'm like, oh, I do remember we do have like a, a good relationship that's not based in <laughs> trauma, trauma that we've experienced. <laughs> not fully. I mean, we all have a, this baseline sure, <laughs> trauma sure, sure, maybe, sure, sure. but, um, you know, there's more to it than, than that. And I'm not saying that my work besties are just all <laughs> trauma bonds fully. We have bonded over other things, but definitely that was the catalyst, mm-hmm. I would say, to the deepening of that relationship. But yeah. So if someone doesn't have a work bestie right now and there isn't someone that they yet have like formed any relationships with, what advice would you give? Are you them? always asking me to give advice? I don't know. You can ask <laughs> me, but it just came to my mind. <laughs> what like, advice do I have? Well, maybe not advice. Like, what? what or maybe it's advice. What would you say to someone who doesn't have a work bestie necessarily, and who is like maybe about the people at work right now, um, and but who still would like some support? Maybe, maybe initiate like low stakes conversation just to feel people out Hmm. just to feel their vibe out like at work yeah at work okay Mm -hmm. you know maybe because for me that I've had to do that too because there are some people that were in different departments where like I maybe maybe (laughs) we could maybe we could be friends that's exactly the experience I'm currently yeah but I don't fully trust this person so I'm just like let's have more conversations and maybe get to know you a little bit better and how you work sure. and what your problem-solving skills are kind of like. Okay. And then go from there, maybe. No, I do like that. Just to, like, feel it out. Because, I mean, not to, like, force people to have a work best, so you don't need to, but I, if that's something you're looking for, if that's that's a type, maybe not even a bestie, maybe just a work, like, friend. Bestie's kind of a strong word. <laughs> it is a strong word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think that there is a lot of value in having somebody at work that you can talk to about work stuff. Yeah. Purely because as much as, you know, your friends might want to understand exactly what's happening, it's, it's almost impossible to completely understand exactly. no matter how many times that you explain. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not there. They're not in that yeah. environment. And so who is someone that you can kind of at least lean on or share experiences with yeah, and I hate saying this but it, it you know it's it's kind of I think for me at least was is 
vital because again, you, I, I hate saying that this, but you spend so much time at work. No, it's true. It's okay. I've had this discussion so much life before is with other people work. about, you know, this idea of work and your personal life and your life outside of work is work just work. Can you really separate yourself? Like that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But I personally don't think that you can necessarily just say work is work. And then when I'm done with work, I'm a new person outside of work. Like you sp- I can't spend so much time. It's impossible to ignore the effect that your work environment has on your self-esteem, on your mental health, on your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think it's important to form those connections because ultimately, whatever your job is, whether you hate it or not, whether you want to quit or not, like you are still there. Yeah. You are still spending and so how a are lot you, of your life on yeah. that. And how are you processing all of those things, good or bad? Yes, exactly. And I think it's easy to form relationships based on bad, which is why hazing works. <laughs> I mean, I don't like saying it, yeah. but I think there is some truth to it, and that's why people continue to do it. <laughs> and I think at work, you kind of get hazed a little bit. Not intentionally. I'm not saying that our... <laughs> we call it throwing them into the deep end, uh, or baptism by fire. It's just... Wow, that is an intense, like, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones sounding term. My precious. We actually do use the word fire. We call it run into the fire. Why? Because you have fire. <laughs> You can't run away from the fire. (laughs) It is. But it's a quality we look for in people. It's that willingness to engage with a problem versus running away from it. That's just kind of like a, Mm. I don't know, fancy way of saying it. But what if I have a bucket of water to put out the fire? That's what we hope you are bringing. Oh, I see, I see. We're not just running into the fire for fun. we're not trying to burn. (laughs) We're trying to put it out. Oh, oh, I see, I see. I I get it now. I, like, connected. Got it. Got it. Glad that worked out for you. (laughs) <laughs> it's good. Took a little longer than I thought. Than I thought, but it's nice to have someone to run into the fire with, right? And so, like my my old coworker and I, when we were school leaders together, when we were assistant principals, oftentimes we'd be like, "Ugh, you want to come with me?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then we would just go together, assess, yeah. it. and it's always nice to have someone that you can kind of assess the situation with. So maybe if I was to give advice to somebody, yeah. it would be, "Who can you ask for?" an opinion on something that's happening. It's like, oh, hey, I'm having this situation. Like, what do you think? Or like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And maybe you have your own thought and you know the solution to the problem, but that's one way of getting a different perspective, building a relationship. It's low stakes. Yeah. Because you're not asking them to solve the problem. Yeah. Just but giving, being, like asking their opinion on something. You're being a smidge vulnerable mm-hmm. by offering up the problem in the first place or the situation, and then you're allowing them to feel that connection of like, oh, I helped you. Right. So if you're looking to form connections with people at work, that's probably one way that you could do it. That was a more eloquent way of saying it than what I did earlier. I don't know what I said. I think what you said was wonderful. <laughs> oh, okay, <thanks. laughs> Don't belittle your response. It was great. This is why we're besties. <laughs> this is our I work. need reassurance. <laughs> and that's what work besties give you. Right, exactly. Yeah, but I can honestly say that I would not be the person that I am. Wow. Wow. Happy statement. Mm-hmm. But absolutely true. Um, without the, the bonds that I formed at work. And, like, I mean, you've met my work besties. Yeah. Like, they've just become integrated into mm-hmm. the group. And uh, I love They're all that. really great. Yeah, see? Mm. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <making> choices. <laughs> Your friends are a reflection of you, they say. <laughs> Your friends are bussin'? Oh. Is that what they would say? <laughs> I'm afraid to look over at Liz because <laughs> I think she'll laugh. <laughs> She's embarrassed for us. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Liz is like, no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. 
Yes. But if you are looking to make those connections at work, Melissa and I, 10 out of 10, recommend having someone you can rely oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I can understand, too, if you're in a situation where it's tough mm-hmm. and you d- it's a really untrusting or volatile environment. Volatile. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're not in a volatile work environment. Sometimes it'd be like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I think hopefully the two little smidges of advice that we shared could hopefully help you potentially yes. help you help you could be a little bit vulnerable and just ask for opinion ask you know reach out with low stakes yeah. <laughs> type of situation just to feel out different people that you may have an inkling about yeah. at work and see if there could be anything of it mm-hmm. because it's always nice to have somebody in your specific situation that you could lean on or count on to understand what you're going through good or bad and i do want to end with if there truly is nobody, like not a single soul that you could even share a moment with or a situation with, mm-hmm. then maybe that's the time where you need to rethink where you're at because you spend so much of your time at work. Yeah. Why? Uh, humans are built for connection, whether you're an introvert, extrovert, whatever. Yeah. And so maybe this is a time where you reflect and reevaluate, are you okay with where you're at? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then maybe you listen to episode 100 again. <laughs> <laughs> give it us, give us these listens. <laughs> Get re-inspired by Melissa literally quitting her job and, and just like make a change. Right. Yeah. Moment of self-reflection. We do a lot of that here on this podcast. How do you get uncomfortable or more comfortable with being uncomfortable? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, wow. we'll end it there. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you and your work bestie can listen to this podcast together. Wow. Wow, during your lunch break. Um, we're available wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, but sh- be sure to follow us on Instagram at uh, and on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We're on the TikTok um, at I'mUncomfortable.podcast. And if you have an episode idea, question, or shout out, feel free to DM us. Drop us a DM. We release episodes every week. So we